please notice if there's anything enjoyable about just sitting here and not doing anything. And by not doing, I mean not, you have no real task to do except be mindful. And even that, you don't have to, you don't have to do it. But just notice if there's anything pleasant or pleasurable or enjoyable about be, being here. And you may, there may be some enjoyment just in sitting here or being in the hall or being quiet. <clears throat> or some enjoyment just in breathing. Or in, or in stopping moving. We'll continue today with the teachings of the Brahma-viharas, the divine abodes, or the four immeasurables, they're called sometimes. <clears throat> and as we've been saying, each of them has a very unique flavor. I think Matthew likes to say there, there each has, there, and each is a unique species. But they're, they're each, whether it's metta, karuna, mudita, or pekka, they're each a teaching on their own. But there, it's also very important to take them as a whole, as a as a, as one heart with four flavors. And they provide us with a kind of roadmap for the awakened heart. And that those different flavors, the different streams of love can respond to all of life. Metta being the foundation, which is just the unconditional care for beings and for experience. And compassion is a natural response of the open heart, of the awakened heart to suffering, to difficulty, to others, and there are sorrows or pain. And mudita, which is talked about many different ways, 
we'll use appreciative joy for the moment, kind of blooms in resonance with the joys of others or the joy of ourselves. And equanimity expresses the balance of heart and mind that holds all of them with wisdom. And it's so beautiful when we get here and start to relax and the heart opens and awakens to its innate nature. We see, as I believe we've said already, that emptiness is not empty. It's one of the great paradoxes of practice is it's all empty. And then it's full of love and compassion and joy and goodness and wisdom. And so Mudita today will focus more specifically on Mudita, which is often referred to as appreciative joy or empathic joy, or sometimes sympathetic joy, or gladness, or sometimes it's just called joy. And I appreciate very much Thich Nhat Hanh's commentary about this, about mudita, because he said some commentators have said that mudita means sympathetic joy or altruistic joy, the happiness we feel when others are happy. And he hears that and he goes on to say, but that is too limited. It discriminates between self and other. A deeper definition of mudita is a joy that is filled with peace and contentment. We rejoice, we rejoice when we see others happy, but we rejoice in our own well-being as well. How can we feel, Thich Nhat Hanh says, how can we feel joy for another person when we do not feel joy for ourselves? And then he has the kind of the kicker, right, at the end. He says, joy is for everyone. So, how many people have felt any joy while they're here? Okay, how many people have no joy while you're here? Don't be shy, it's okay if you have no joy. Okay, everybody's had some joy of some kind. That's really important to be mindful of, heartful of, body full of, is to be aware of joy. And I have so much joy that Matthew takes care of me because I always forget to move the bell. <laughs> and. And of course, this is because he has a lot of wisdom and equanimity that he can keep teaching with me like this. <laughs> and you hear even the joy in the humor. 
and the laughter and the joy of being together, even though I never remember to move the bell over when I'm teaching. <laughs> and, and it is one of the pleasures of our team is we have a lot of joy together. We laugh together. We, we enjoy one another, and we enjoy the goodness of each other. Really, and I mentioned this in the group. I don't know if I in one of the groups, but I, yesterday, because we were talking about some people were appreciating or trying to understand what what Matthew had said the night before. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, but we were appreciating in the group how different each teacher is and how it's a different voice and a beautiful voice of the Dharma, each teacher. And, uh, and you know, so I'm just appreciating what Thich Nhat Hanh is saying about joy is for everyone, it's for all of us. And one way to just get a taste of joy right now is to reflect for a moment. Just reflect, think of someone who makes you happy. It doesn't have to be your partner. Come on, you know. <laughs> it could be your partner, but it could be a friend, could be a colleague, could be a movie star, could be Steph Curry, could be, you know, whoever it might be. It's just someone who makes you happy. And you're happy for their good fortune or for their success or for their well-being. And I, when I wrote this talk, which was a few years ago, um, I, you know, I just thought, well, who, who comes to mind for me? Of course, one of the people who really brings joy for me is His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. It's just, he's so beautiful and he's so much fun, which if you've never been around him, you might not know. Although you can find plenty of videos, because he's fun. He, he likes to laugh. He has a lot of joy. And it's always inspiring, and inspires my mudita, my empathic joy, my affectionate joy for him and his well-being, given what he's been through in his life and how beautiful he is as a human being. Hmm. 88 this year, he turned 88 this year. Happy he's still in this body life now. Then of course, one of the people who brings me joy, not as much as, as they used to because I don't see them so much anymore because my daughter has grown, but Mr. Rogers, brought me a lot of joy. And if you don't know Mr. Rogers, check him out. He's the Dalai Lama of TV. <laughs> he has so much appreciation for human consciousness and life, and of course children, but even adults, he's pretty good with them. And then there are other people who have brought me joy you know, that's more idiosyncratic for Eugene, not everybody here, but some of you might uh, remember 
Herman Blunt. Probably not, because he didn't go by that name too much. He was known more, more, more well-known as Sun Ra. How many people know who Sun Ra is? Great, that's great to see that, I'm happy. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant African-American musician from the last century. I don't know if, I don't think he's still alive, but I don't know when he died. And, uh, and he kept a big band together for like 50 years, a band of musicians who improvised all around the world. Like they would go and circle the pyramid in Egypt and, and play for themselves because they knew what music was about. It was not just about performance. It was about praising God, really or praising the divine, or expressing the divine, which is what improvised music is about, really. And then, yeah, I mean, I could mention a lot of people who, who really, it's like, oh, I get a little lit up when I reflect on them. And there's a kind of appreciation for their being that lights me up, that makes me happy. And I often wish them happiness and well-being. The metta rises quite easily. And then whenever I hear about their good fortune, it, the mudita is right here. It's not something we have to do. It's just a practice that starts uncovering our innate heartfulness. Ajahn Lee Damodaro said, develop thoughts and feelings of appreciation, taking delight in the happiness you experience and in that experience by others. And so it's, it's your full permission to enjoy your goodness, to enjoy what brings happiness. And, and I mean that um, experientially while you're here. And as we all know, there's some time, some sitting, some periods of time, it's not, it's not just, it's so enjoyable. But then when it is enjoyable, enjoy the enjoyment that you're experiencing. Enjoy the happiness you're experiencing, even if it's subtle happiness or sublime happiness, which is really the, the joy of being. The root of mudita is, in Pali, is to be pleased or to have a sense of gladness. And the Buddha sometimes, he called it the, the mind deliverance of gladness. So that's not like, not my word, gladness. You know, I don't think, oh, I'm glad today, or I'm not glad, but, but it's an, I like the phrase, the mind deliverance of gladness. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I, 
I'm going to be real. I'll tell you what I thought. I said, oh, that's something Matthew would say. The mind <laughs> Uh, it's a beautiful thing, Matthew. <laughs> uh, I did have a very favorite instruction a teacher once gave me, which said, do whatever gladdens your heart. Do whatever your gladdens your heart in your practice while you're sitting. See what gladdens your heart and then go with it, allow it. And it was mostly with what, just to clarify, what he was talking about was when I was doing samadhi practice with the breath. He he said, oh, do long breath, do short breath, whatever gladdens your heart, right? Sit upright, lie down. He didn't care. He just, really, he just wanted me to stay with the breath and trust that what was enjoyable about it, what brought joy, you could go with that. And that would take you further. And so you could try that and see what happens. Doesn't mean we create the joy, but we have some input in the gladdening of the heart. Nana Panakatera said, let us teach real joy to men and women. Many have unlearned it. Life, though full of woe, holds also sources of happiness and joy unknown to many. Let us teach people to seek and find real joy with themselves and to rejoice with the joy of others. Let us teach them to unfold their joy to ever sublimer heights. It's also a beautiful line. Teach us, let us teach them to unfold their joy to ever sublimer heights. And you hear the contradiction in that, sublimer heights, because sublimer is more, ref more refined, but there's a depth to the sublime when we practice. And that can happen in mindfulness, and that can happen in the Brahma-viharas. As we get, we become more and more one with what we're doing it becomes more sublime, and in a certain way we could say higher. Hmm. Hmm. Couple more things and then we'll just do some practice. The teaching places a great value on joy, partly because of the Buddha themselves. Buddha was known as the happy one, was one of the metaphors that he was called the happy one. One king in the old text described the Buddha's followers as joyful and elated, jubilant and exalted, enjoying their spiritual life with faculties pleased, free from anxiety, serene, peaceful, and living with a gazelle's mind. 
It's also a beautiful understanding, living with a gazelle's mind. So if you would please, for the rest of the retreat, practice, live with a gazelle's mind. And of course, it could be helpful if I tell you what that means. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> no, I will. A gazelle's mind means lighthearted. That's, that's what that metaphor means in the tradition, a gazelle's mind. So, and as I've said, I think in here it's so serious, we don't want to take it too seriously, what, what we're doing here. The lightheartedness is part of the, the higher sublimity of practice. The Buddha himself said, live in joy, in love, even among those who hate. And this is radical teaching. It's a radical teaching from the Buddha. Live in joy and live in joy and love even among those who hate. Live in joy in health even among the afflicted. Live in joy in peace even among the troubled. Look look within, be still, free from fear and attachment Know the sweet joy of the way. And of course, that's what we're doing here is studying the way, the way to freedom, the way to peace, the way to the gazelle's mind. Mm. Yeah, I have lots more I could say, but I think let's be better if we do some practice. And we'll do we'll do the repeating the phrases. Make yourself as comfortable as possible. So you could sit in formal posture, you could lie down or stand, either way, whatever feels good. Whatever brings a little gladdening of the heart. Mm. And then bring to mind someone who's it's easy to enjoy, or to appreciate, or to care for, and offer your happiness with their happiness. And I'll do a, I'll give you some phrases, and I'll change them because I have a number of different sets of phrases of what, how we can do mudita. But whoever you're reflecting on whoever you're holding in your heart and mind. Let the thought be, I'm happy that you're happy. I'm happy that you are happy.
May your happiness continue. May your happiness continue. May your happiness increase. Very quietly, gently, repeating the phrase, letting your heart sing, letting your heart speak. May your good fortune shine. And then just repeating the phrases very simply, very easily, very heartfelt. I'm happy, you are happy. May your happiness continue. I wish this for you. May your happiness increase evermore. May your good fortune shine everywhere. And you hear how I add on to the phrases. You don't have to do that, but you can keep letting them customize themselves from your heart. I'm happy that you're happy. May your happiness continue on and on. May your happiness increase. May your good fortune shine. May it radiate. And then letting yourself just continue on your own for a minute or two. You could offer it to the same person, or it could be another person, or it could be some other being. 
pad. And then we'll offer some loving-kindness, some mudita to somebody in this room. And it could be someone you know or someone you don't know. Just holding their image, their presence in your heart, mind. And then offering them your well-wishes May you be happy. I wish this for you. May your happiness continue on and on. May you appreciate your joy. I'm happy for you. And so repeating the basic phrases for another person that you know or don't. May you be happy. May your happiness continue. May you appreciate your joy. I'm happy for you.
May you be happy. Letting the wish radiate, resonate from your heart. May your happiness continue on and on. May you appreciate your own joy. I'm happy for you. You can continue on your own for this person, or you could pick another person in the room, offering them, may you be happy, may your happiness continue, may you appreciate your joy, I'm happy for you.
And then taking the last few minutes and offering our loving, our mudita for ourselves. The phrase, may I be happy, wishing ourselves happiness, joy. May I be happy. May my happiness continue. Offering these well wishes to yourself, almost as if you're another person, like offering it to someone else, but offering it to the being sitting in your seat. May my happiness increase. May my good fortune shine. Very quietly, very simply, with a heartfelt flavor, may I, may I be happy. May my happiness continue. May my happiness increase, blossom. May my good fortune shine everywhere. And continuing for a moment on your own. May I be happy, may my happiness continue, may my happiness increase, may my good fortune shine.
So please play with or explore the Brahma Viharas as part of your practice and uh, see what happens as you allow the joy to become recognized and acknowledged and offered for others and for yourself also. And I hope that we all enjoy our dinner. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.